If you're an entrepreneurial public servant, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the AEC industry and sometimes our employees in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward taxpayer investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, and today we have the honor of having my right-hand gal, our marketing coordinator, Kristen Shepard. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. Well, you're on Inspiring People and Places. We don't mess around here. So, Kristen, it's great to have you. Uh, I think you're the very first employee. No, you're not the first employee I hired at MCFA, but one of the uh, one of the most critical. Kristen's been with MCFA since 2014. 2014. November of 2014, right before Avery was born. So I've got a six-year-old and Kristen's my six-year-old at work. <laughs> um, so Kristen, the the um, method of the podcast, discover, navigate, accelerate. I want you to share with our listeners who could be of all ages uh, throughout the industry and outside of the industry. How did you land at MCFA? Well, that is a story. Isn't it? It is. Share away. So I went to St. Joe's University, graduated 2013 with a- Hawk will never die. Hawk will never die uh, with a sociology degree because my dad was in social work back in the 70s and he uh, he had a great experience with um, with working for the uh, the state and New Jersey. Everything, they, everything was changing for the better and he really got to be part of some huge steps forward. So I was always inspired by that. So I thought I'll go into social work as well. So I graduated with that degree. I jumped right into a job as a an independent living coordinator was my title. And it, it was an interesting position because here I am fresh out of college, lived a very charmed you know, life. And I'm here trying to tell people who are only a couple years younger than me how to live independently while I'm still living at my parents' house. <laughs> so it was a bit of a, a shock to the system. And, and my clients were very in tune with how uncomfortable I felt giving them advice about uh, what I wasn't even doing. So it kind of started off in, on an interesting path for me long story short, a, a year into being a social worker, I realized that was not for me. I didn't feel like it was the right use of my time and I wasn't doing the best I could be doing for these uh, for my clients. So I decided to take a step back, uh, figure out how to get a, another real you know, big girl job. Couldn't find one right out of that. So I decided to get a job at a juice bar in Haddonfield. And I was a regional manager for Haddonfield in Philadelphia. So when I would be in the Haddonfield juice bar, a BJ and uh, Michael Furman, who at the time was the majority owner, would come in all the time. And, you know, we had great conversations and they would ask me questions. And one day out of the blue, Michael asked for my, I think actually it was you, BJ, you asked for my resume and I handed it over two days later. And then two weeks later, I was hired uh, with a job title that was, I don't even remember the title. It was pretty much marketing intern, marketing associate, Something along those Titles lines. Titles don't matter at MCFA. Yeah. So um, I started off really just being a kind of a catch-all, absorbing everything BJ was was doing. Um, and BJ was, from my first um, kind of opinion of him, seeing him in action, I knew that he was a game changer. And it was an exciting process to watch him be part of kind of shaking up this industry that is so 
stuck in what they've been doing for years and years. So I, uh, I really loved being able to just kind of sit next to him in meetings, drive with him and listen to him have phone conversations with clients and partners and, um, and really just make a difference. And it's really cool to sit here now, six years later and see what that has done just from where we started with me six years ago and BJ and then where we are now. I think it's a pretty cool transition. Yeah. So, so Kristen, this for all of our listeners, Kristen touched on one of the, one of the major things I wax poetic about at MCFA. AEC stands for architectural engineering and construction, but at MCFA, it stands for archaic, expensive, and complicated. We think that the industry needs to step up its game. So that's what Kristen's talking about. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about innovating and elevating the game here in the AEC industry. Uh, I think one of the important things, this is a core value at MCFA is to have fun. And every time, so, so two things Kristen missed. One is she, she has a passion for the, the culinary arts. She, uh, she can throw down uh, behind, I don't know, anything, an oven, a stove, a sushi bar. Uh, there's probably nothing Kristen can't make well, and, uh, and, and she also enjoys dining. Uh, but, but MCFA, core value, fun. Kristen, every time we went in, and, and the other core value is customer service. And this is in 2014. We haven't we haven't even defined our core values yet. But when you have core values, you know them in your in your heart. Every time we walk into the Animo Juice Bar, Kristen is greeting you with a smile, asking you how your day is, um, and just being very focused on customer service. So I remember the first interaction. I think she had some purple hair going on at the time. I did, and a nose and, ring. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to figure out what her story is, and she was. She was a regional uh, manager for the for this uh, juice bar, Animo, which shop there. We're going to get them to sponsor the show one of these days, right, Lisa? Um, so Michael and I walk out right after a very positive interaction, and we are railing on the industry again. Again, no customer service in the industry. So so forget innovation, just basic customer service. It's like in on, on the private sector side, it's hey, the, the customer's always wrong, punish them for their mistakes. And on the public side, it's like, oh, you you stupid contractor, hurry up and wait for, for me, the customer. I'm the big bad customer. So uh, everybody out there, you know what I'm talking about. We have to improve the industry. But I look at Mike and I'm saying, we need more people like Kristen Shepard. Um, and he's like, maybe we should hire her. Let me go ask her for a resume. And literally two weeks later, uh, now it takes a little longer to get through the eight-player hiring process at MCFA. <laughs> but in the uh, in the early days, we were very focused on just building uh, positivity around us. All right, Kristen. So since you came here, you went from marketing intern to marketing coordinator to proposal manager to marketing manager to now to junior project manager plus marketing manager. Now you are director of marketing and a project manager and an AICP and about to be a PP in New Jersey and a licensed real estate. And what else? What am Ooh. I missing? Uh, I'm still a catch-all. You are. <laughs> Even with those titles. Yeah. <laughs> we recruit linebackers at MCFA. Everybody needs to be able to play every position. So if you're, uh, if you're interested in joining, we'll talk about that later. But that's what I love about our company. You get exposed even in six, even six years in, you're exposed to something new every day, which I love. 
uh, we call it organized chaos in the <laughs> army and at MCFA. Um, so Kristen, the, the next part is navigate. So you've been here six years and, and maybe it's from your social work. And we, we have talked about the similarities between and how much sociology applies to a lot of our planning work, because we are doing a lot of uh, inner city work, Glassboro Camden Light Rail Line, which you were a big part of uh, the EIS for. Um, but talk to us about either a project challenge or a leadership challenge or I don't know, any other challenge that you think uh, is worth highlighting to our audience that you've had to navigate here at MCFA? Well, that's a good question. Um, the one project that's standing out to me is when we did a transportation management plan for Camden. It was for North Camden and Creamer Hill. And for those of you who don't know uh, Camden like we do, um, the streets and infrastructure are are not great. And a lot of the complaints coming from the people who live there is, uh, yeah, while they want to be able to walk and ride their bikes and use the greenways, it's almost impossible because there's such a lack of good sidewalks and streets and uh, signage and uh, stops. So it was an awesome project to be part of. And when you look at it from the outside, you think, oh, you know, from a being going to planning school, it's um, it's a very methodical way of implementing a plan. But when you're actually in the city and you're talking to the residents, you're faced with real world problems. I mean, some of these people we were trying to tap for knowledge about whether or not we needed to put a bus stop or a sign in certain areas, they couldn't make the actual meetings because they were after work and they had childcare and they didn't have a car. And uh, all these these problems that we didn't or issues that we didn't take into consideration. Um, so that was a that was a big wake up call for us because here we are trying to give these neighbor th th these two neighborhoods an awesome transportation plan, but we're not getting feedback from the people who it actually matters for. So what we did was um, we held four different planning meetings and they all were held uh, in churches. So there were the natural uh, kind of gathering places for the people in um, in North Camden and in Kramer Hill because they were huge basement kind of uh, like kind of a catch, like not a catch all, but a, a, a large area to meet. They had parties there and like birthdays and they would have weddings. So it was already set up. Uh, people knew where it was. You could walk there from a lot of the places. So, and you, then we actually set up an area where they could bring their kids. So that was just an example of like, you go in there, you think you know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, all these things you didn't think about hit you and you kind of have to act quickly and on your feet. And I think what we did was we came out with awesome feedback from the community and uh, I think a, a respect for kind of for giving them what they really wanted and listening to them and giving them multiple platforms to discuss their uh, issues and concerns. So that was one of the first planning projects I was part of where it, I think we did, I came away thinking we did something really good for, for the community. Amen. Shout out to our client on that project, Cooper's Ferry, Ooh. and to our prime contractor, STV. Um, I think that's a great example of inspiring people in places. Uh, you know, hey, we're here, we're with the government, we're here to help. Uh, and you think you're going about it the right way. And, you know, you really have to, you have to dig into the work. Um, I won't tell a war story, but it reminds me of the infrastructure construction element, ICE, over in Iraq. 
you know, we're, we're over there. We're trying to rebuild the country. We're trying to get infrastructure out to neighborhoods to increase quality of life. And these people just want you to stop, you know, rolling down the street with your Humvees and your tanks at four o'clock in the morning doing patrols. Like, you know, I don't really care if lights aren't working or water's not working. I'm just trying to get my kids to sleep. Uh, so really, you know, it, that's a Mike Stedman, Lisa, that's probably a worthy uh, topic, understanding mission requirements and then understanding the people that you're actually there to serve. Um, so, Kristen, thanks for that story. Uh, I know we're tight on time because because you wear so many hats, you're uh, you got to jump on a three o'clock call. But um, the acceleration round, I know I didn't give you these questions ahead of time, but current event, public policy, or social issue that you're actively involved in. And before I go there, I think it's important. Another part of uh, elevating the industry is, I don't know if anybody's heard the term slacktivism, but with the invention of social media, there's a whole bunch of people waxing poetic about how screwed up the world is. There's not a whole lot of people rolling up their sleeves to try and figure out how to help. Uh, So whether whether it's a local nonprofit, a local community effort, a local school, a local anything, get out and uh, quit whining, quit bitching about how the world sucks and go make it a better place. So Kristen, with that as the uh, the intro, what do you think? Well, it's interesting. Uh, the we're actually working on a project that you mentioned earlier, the GCL, uh, who we are, we're, are working on with STV. Um, it's a, I grew up in a town where it's actually a, a kind of a polarizing subject. And it just so happens that my grandfather was mayor of my town for 24 years. And the train station, which would be impacted by the, the GCL, is named after him. So every, I actually volunteer every month, we do a cleanup in town and it's run through the train station. Um, and uh, through my, actually, my grandfather's one who set it up. But uh, it actually, it, so, I don't know if it's really a social um, concern or issue, but it's just something I'm involved in. And I know small town, so it's kind of a larger theme, really. Uh, everyone who grew up in a small town realizes and knows how important that is and how how rare that is. So um, keeping that same like spark and excitement and like com- community and neighborhood feeling, I think nowadays, especially with everyone being on social media and and everyone being cooped up this past year, uh, getting out and and really realizing how awesome it is to have like these little towns and these neighbors and these people that you can relate to and who you can go and borrow a cup of sugar. Keeping that alive is extremely important to me because of where I grew up, I think. And and light rail will not ruin that. It will not. <laughs> I, I'm for light rail and I don't think it, I think it will be even make it cooler. <laughs> Make Winona yeah. great again. Yeah. All right. A, a favorite quote and why? My grandfather's quote, everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> I say it to myself all the time. And it's important because you can't do something too much. And like, you know, it's bad for you. You really do have to have to take everything in moderation, including moderation, because otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy. Amen to that. All right. A book that changed your life. It better be one I've recommended. Oh, Getting Naked was awesome. Um, that was the fir- one of the first books I read coming to MCFA. And it stuck with me just with BD 
and um, customer service. And it's it's still something I think about all the time. If you have not read it, that's Patrick Lencioni, Getting Naked. It's all about you as a consultant, you on the private side supporting. And, and I, I think this is a perfect um, chance to say this. Us as private sector advisors to public sector officials, public sector decision makers, we have to help them have the ability, have the information, have the education to, to take risks and to, uh, to improve their organizations. Doing the status quo, there's a, there's a quote, who knows who, who said it. Uh, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And uh, I think it's our job to help our public sector uh, partners innovate, and all the better you public sector uh, stewards out there if you're if you're willing to be open minded to taking some risks. All right, Kristen, dead or alive, if you could hang out with three people for a day, who would they be, and what would you do? Definitely Edgar Allan Poe, and I'd hang out in his house in Philly on Spring Garden Street and listen to him read his. Uh, his poems and a couple excerpts of his book. I always think about him. Uh, West Point cadet. Yeah. And yeah, I briefly, I, briefly. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a graduate, but a cadet. Yes. Um, probably one of my favorite artists, singer Phoebe Bridgers. She's just, I would love to pick her brain. Uh, she's from California. She's very sings very sad songs, but yet she's a very happy person. And I think that's a very, I think that's really cool. So I'd talk to her and then definitely I, my grandfather's a theme in this. I would say, I would love to just have a day with my grandfather. He passed and I want to just like go out to do his routine, go to the diner, get a grapefruit, walk around town, ride a bike, like just have a day with him. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. All right. I don't know. You're, you're very young, recently married, but it's not never too never too early to think about your legacy. What do you want on your tombstone? Ooh. That's a good question. Um I made it up myself. Did you? <laughs> what do I want on my tombstone? Put another way, how do you want to be remembered? Probably like a friend to all. So family, friends, animals, everybody, a friend to all. <laughs> all awesome. Yeah. All right. And then uh, in closing, and in the words of the great Philadelphia head coach, Andy Reid, the time is yours. What would you love to share with our audience and our industry? Well, being part of kind of the younger generation of the AEC industry, and being in COVID times and hopefully coming out of COVID times sooner than later. Uh, it's so important when we get to be in front of each other again to take advantage of the fact that our voices matter and we can shake up the industry just by, by being passionate about what we do. And I urge everybody, once we're back out there in the world, even on Zoom and Teams, but in person really at these conferences coming up in our industry, let's all, let's all go out share our thoughts, ideas, and make a change for the better. Awesome. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for bringing fun and customer service to MCFA and our clients. Hey, everybody, if you enjoy this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review. 
and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants, be sure to check us out at www.mcfaglobal.com to learn all about the MCFA DNA, check out our case studies and sign up for our newsletter. Coming soon, Tactical Tuesday, where our technical experts will be sharing uh, information and lessons learned uh, from the field. And last but not least, we are hiring junior and senior positions available. If you're a seller doer, if you've got an entrepreneurial spirit, if you share our core values uh, and want to shake up the industry with us, Take a look, get in touch, and uh, maybe you'll make it through the A-player hiring process. It's not as easy as when Kristen joined, but she'd still get through. Until next time, inspire people, inspire places, and have a great week. Thanks.